We're going to talk a bit more today about awareness, acceptance and action as part of the growth process or even if you like the main growth process. There are other videos on this, there are other podcasts on it and so I do advise you to check those out for a more basic overview of what this is. Uh, but today I wanted to go into more detail and particularly talking about how it relates to the idea of parts and how it relates to the idea of validation, boundaries and so on. Because everything's connected to everything and so we, we should understand how these things relate. So as the basic growth process, the first thing I would always want to say about it is that it is the opposite, the very uh, polar opposite, if you like, of behaviorism. Notice that action comes at the end of this process, not at the beginning. Now this might seem a little bit uh, sort of unimportant or irrelevant, but it's actually very important because most approaches uh, mo sort of tend to start with the idea of changing behavior, doing something different, stop this, start that, be more like this. Even when p people talk uh, in certain approaches attitudinally about what we believe or what we should think more like and so on, I, I still see those things as primarily about action, about what we should be doing. Now, it takes a lot of faith, a lot of trust, and a lot of confidence to effectively ignore your behavior, to say, let's put that at the end, right? But what we do in this approach is to say, to really stand on this principle that the quality of everything you produce is contingent upon the quality of your state. Now, it doesn't matter in a sense how hard you try or how successful you can be when you first start with a lot of motivation and so on. A lot of people can manage a week or two of more or less doing anything. But when that honeymoon period, when it all kind of wears off, then that's when the difficulty starts for anything that hasn't been produced as opposed to demanded. So what I mean by that is that we're looking to observe behavior and to see and witness change that comes about as a change of attitude, as a change of belief, as a change of uh, rewiring the brain or the brain trusting you more, as opposed to saying, well, this is bad, that's good, do more of this, do less of that. It just becomes a behavioral kind of thing. If we produce behavior that is different and better, then we see that that was effortless in the sense that we, di we don't have to tell ourselves what's the right thing to do. It just comes because we have our attitudes and our state in a better place. So this idea that action comes at the end, very important. When I talk to a client on a Monday, or after a weekend, or any, any day, and, and, and I ask them, you know, well, how have you done with any compulsions or any sense of temptation? And they say to me, it's funny, you know, I haven't really thought about it this weekend. Now, that's the kind of behavioral change we're looking for. Something that somebody simply finds themselves doing. 
as opposed to something they say, oh, I must do this or I must do that. So that's why we start with awareness, right? So we're raising awareness, we're deepening acceptance and we're producing action. That's the process, that's the way forwards. So why is this so difficult and why is it so fruitful when we do it? Well, it's difficult for a very, very simple reason. Whenever we do anything that is obsessive, compulsive or impulsive, we are effectively trying to avoid how we feel or what we're thinking. We're effectively trying to get away from our state or trying to artificially produce a better state. And so having the determination, the uh, commitment to face these things and to say, yes, I'm going to look at this now, I'm going to actually raise awareness, I'm actually going to be more aware of how I'm feeling. It goes absolutely against what you've been trying to do in any sort of uh, dependency or addiction. Even if it's simply a state you don't like, like, you know, I'm, I'm an angry person or I'm a very depressed person or I'm a sad person or I'm a frightened person, you know, anywhere that you feel that you don't like, the tendency, of course, will be to try and do something about it that, uh, that changes it or artificially changes it or temporarily changes it. So what is the default action here? What, it, what tends to happen? Well, if you look at awareness, acceptance and action as three steps, then the typical behaviour is to short circuit from the first step to the third step. So we leave out acceptance altogether and we say effectively, I feel like this, I'm going to do that. I feel like this, I'm going to do that. And this is a kind of a, a short circuit, if you like, knee jerk reaction. And of course, the, the most difficult part about this is that every time it happens, your brain watches you do this and it stores it and gives it back to you as an option, gives it back to you as a solution because that's what you're training it to do. And this is what habituation is, is generally all about. So if you, as part of your lifestyle, if you keep saying, I feel like this, I'm gonna get drunk. I feel like this, I'm gonna get drunk. I feel like this, I'm gonna get drunk. Your brain is watching this and whilst you're, this part of the brain has no moral values at all, it never questions what you do. It simply offers you uh, the solution that you have trained it that you want. The really important factor here, because we all have awareness and we all have action, but do we all have acceptance? So the key, uh, the real um, secret sauce, if you like, of, of this method is the acceptance. It's where you take your awareness and you say, I'm going to accept at the deepest level I can that this is how I feel. Now again, as you go through the basics, you'll see that I say that acceptance gets a terrible press and what it's all about is, is not being a doormat. It's not saying, uh, you know, I, I, this is terrible and I can't do anything about it. What you're doing is much more important than that and acceptance is much more valuable than that. It's got a bad press today, but if you look at the original meaning and the idea of it, all you're actually doing is lining up with reality. All you're doing is saying, 
Well, it just happens to be true. What you're not saying is that, number one, you agree with it. You don't have to agree with it to accept it. Number two, you're not saying that it's correct, that it's somehow right. It may be very wrong, but you can still accept that this is how you feel. And you're not saying, thirdly, that it is permanent, that if you accept it, it means it's, it'll always be that way. You, what you're saying is it's not necessarily correct, it's not necessarily something you agree with, and it's not necessarily something that's permanent, but it does happen to be real. Now, what is the, what is the alternative to that? Well, there's, there's two main alternatives. You can either pretend you don't feel that way, or pretend you didn't have that thought, uh, which leads to all kinds of mental problems. Or you can try to uh, deny it. You know, you can, uh, we've all seen people who tell you that they're not angry through gritted teeth, and we know very well that they are, but they're somehow trying to deny that it's true. They're trying to pretend or act as if uh, they can live without a good relationship with reality. But when we raise awareness, and then we accept what we've become aware of. We step into reality and we find that it doesn't kill us. We find that actually, once we truly accept that something happens to be real, we can then produce much, much more effective action. But when you act out of the feeling, instead of first accepting it, you produce often very unhealthy, uh, dangerous, risky, or, or generally, uh, toxic action because you're simply trying to get away from it so the whole process um, is uh, explained as I say in other videos uh, where you can see uh, how we go through the basics in detail there. but that's the basic rundown on the process and of course we, because we, we say acceptance isn't us coming into agreement with something, that means that we can also have this principle that there's no such thing as an unacceptable thought or an unacceptable feeling. Because we're not lining up with them in agreement, we, we're only lining up with them in reality. We're saying it just happens to be true. So. The idea that we can courageously look at what we're really thinking, we can courageously accept what we're really feeling and know that we don't have to act out on it. We can just accept it and we can say, just for today I'm feeling this or just for today I'm thinking more like that. And we make it okay. It doesn't mean, again, we say it's correct, we don't, it doesn't mean, actually, that we're not going to take any action over it. Often the correct action comes when we truly accept something. But we are saying that it's real. Now, how does this relate to parts and so on as uh, the main part of our method? Well, the first thing we would say is that having accepted that this is what we're thinking and feeling, the idea that these thoughts or feelings are not what we would normally think or feel or that they are out of proportion with reality or the situation we're in the circumstances don't warrant such strong feelings or such uh, powerful thoughts well that gives us a big clue that the brain is involved whenever you see yourself 
feeling or thinking out of proportion, your assumption should be that it's a part, or put another way, that it's your brain intervening. Now, this is really important because it's from this perspective that you can have a more accepting attitude. It, it would be like uh, sitting next to your seven-year-old nephew who then starts you know, moaning and whining or he's frightened or he's angry or something like that. And you, you're sort of just witnessing this. So you're thinking of a, that you're saying I'm calm and I'm clear and I'm confident, but there's a part of me that is X, Y, or Z. So we stand slightly separate and that's part of the acceptance. So part of acceptance is what we call the observer position. What we're doing in accepting it is we should also be taking the observer position. In other words, we should be looking at ourselves and saying, ah, the brain is intervening and there is a part of me that is this or that. So we separate ourselves very slightly. Now, that also helps in producing good outcomes because when we observe ourselves, like we observe anybody else's behavior, it's much easier to see the correct attitude we should have or the correct behavior we should have. Now, how does this relate to the idea of addictive behavior or what we might call narcissistic tendency? Well, I want you to imagine a frame, a picture frame, and in that you're going to, inside that frame you're going to draw your picture. And your picture involves those people that you know, the relationships you're in, and the responsibilities you have with them. Now, if you were to draw your picture and you say, well, yeah, there's my family, there's my work colleagues and so on, you draw them in there as if, you know, this is my little world. Now, the interesting thing, and it's definitely counterintuitive, it's, it's not common sense, if you like, when you imagine that narcissistic tendency would have someone thinking it's all about them, it's very self-centered, and so you'd think, well, they're going to be bang in the middle of their picture, uh, they're going to draw themselves front and center, up close and personal, it's going to be bigger than everything else, and it's going to drown everybody else out. And that would be common sense, that's what you would normally maybe imagine. But nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, the problem is with issues like this that they're not in their own picture at all. Now, what do we mean by this? It, well, look at awareness, acceptance and action as a process of, uh, that first of all raises self-awareness. Now, part of that self-awareness is not just what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling, but is also the idea of how am I relating? How am I relating to others? It brings about this, this reflexive question that I encourage people to ask a lot, which is, what is it like to be around me? Just ask yourself this question now as you get into this observer position, into this reflexive mood, where you say, I wonder what people's experience is of being around me. Now, you don't normally ask that question if you're suffering through narcissistic tendency. And the reason you don't ask it is because you're not in the picture seeing yourself relating to others. When you see others in that picture that you've drawn, if you're not in there, then others are simply reflective of you. They are simply 
uh, elements that reflect their opinion of you back to you. What do they think of me? What does she think of me? What does he think of me? It's all about reflection. And it can lead to all kinds of people-pleasing sort of ideas where you, you have to keep saying yes to everybody because otherwise they will think bad things about you and that's what you don't want. You want to keep manipulating them to think the right thing about you. As I often say, people-pleasing has nothing to do with pleasing people. It's, it's a, a basically a manipulative method producing security because you think you're controlling everybody. But of course you're not. It's a total myth. People always think what they want to think about you. They always have. They always will. Some of them like you. Some of them don't. And some of them don't care. So when we release people as effectively to make up their own minds about us, and we're brave enough to put ourselves in the picture. In other words, we start to see not just how people think about us, but how we are relating to them. Relationships start to get drawn when we put ourselves in the picture. And so we start to see, well, how's this relationship going? Or how, how, do, how, am, I, how am I appearing to this person? And how, how am, I, am I being reasonable? about this in this relationship. You start to see yourself in relationship to others. And I think this is one of the main points that probably isn't covered uh, when we just talk about the basics of, of uh, awareness, acceptance, action, is that it's not just raising awareness of what you're thinking and how you're feeling, but it's also raising awareness of how you're relating. So do include this when you start to reflect upon this method and think, can this method help me? Can it help me to grow as a person? Then I want you to include these relational values as well as these uh, internal uh, ideas. So when you raise awareness, it's how am I thinking? How am I feeling? And how am I relating? And then the, f the next step and it's so important because otherwise you may go off into self-loathing. Why do you think you didn't do it? Why do you think you've been trying to avoid it? Because it's very, very difficult if you don't add this second step. The second step of awareness, uh, of uh, acceptance, I should say, is to say, accept at the deepest level you can that this is real. That's all you're, that's all you're saying. It's real. Remember? It's not, you're not in agreement with it necessarily. It's not correct necessarily. And it's certainly not permanent necessarily, but it is real just for right now. And once you fully accept it, we do get this transcendent uh, result. It, it, it results in transcendence. In other words, we tend to get over something without going through it. So for instance, if you're finding yourself really angry moods and you know you don't like that about yourself but effectively you are uh, accepting it because it just happens to be real the funny thing is that the more you take this meta state if you like of acceptance this 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 observer position you do tend to get a bit less angry it's like when you fully accept it, you're no longer angry that you're angry. You're no longer fighting it. 
you're saying, well, you know, it's just, just how, how it is at the moment. Now, it doesn't mean you don't do anything about it. It just means you put yourself in a much better position to do something about it. So I'm not decrying action. What I'm saying is that the very best action, in other words, something that's more permanent and more beneficial, will come from changing attitudes and accepting yourself better, rather than saying, I must be more like this or I must be more like that. So yeah, I hope that helped. Um, a little slightly deeper step into awareness, acceptance and action. We could also look at more into the observer position in terms of our second step of acceptance and the meta state of acceptance, which is, you know, all of these approaches, there will be a lot of crossover and they'll use different language, but effectively we're probably talking about the same thing. Uh, we're just using a different kind of language. So hope you got something from that and I'll see you next time.